So that's religion, right? And the religion tells us, yeah, we're going to rise again in the last day. But we're not practicing religion. We're practicing the word of God, the gospel now. Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection. See? When you open the word of God and you know that you're reading the word of God, he is the resurrection. He's not, he's not telling you a story that's going to happen to you way yonder, in the, you know, whenever. No, he's telling you, I am the resurrection right now. I can resurrect the dead now. And the life that he, that, and, and, and he says, that I am the resurrection and the life, he that believeth in me, though we, though we were dead, we should live. How many have been raised from the dead in here? So today you're alive. See? And whosoever liveth, believeth, and believeth in me shall never, shall never. <laughs> Believe you all this? Shall never die. See? I, I take, man, we will never die. You know, if you meditate on what God, Jesus is telling us all the time, that, and you see people crying at funerals and graves and people. I know that when we were lost, we would think like, man, one day we're going to be down there in that dark funeral, you know, in a dark grave. But, but we're never going to see that. That's something to be always happy about that at least, you know, we know that much that we will never see death. And man, that's hard to believe, but we're not for us if you're a believer because he said so. We're just going to go to sleep and then come out of our bodies and go with him. We're not, you know, they're going to bury our, 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 our body, you know, but, but we're not there anymore. Man. She said unto her, Yeah, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God. We should, we should come unto, and unto the world, into the world. And when, and when she had said that, uh, she went her way and called Mary, her sister, secretly, saying, The Master, come and call you. As soon as she heard this, she rose quickly and came to him. Now Jesus was not yet come into town, but was in a, in a place where Martha had met him. The Jews then went, uh, which were there with her in the house, and, they, and were comforting her. When they saw Mary, that she rose up uh, hastily and went out, followed her, saying, She goes into the grave to weep there. Then, then when Mary had come into Jesus and where Jesus was, she saw him and she fell at his feet, saying unto him, Lord, you, if you had been here, my brother had not died. When Jesus therefore saw her weeping, everybody say, well, saw her weeping. And the Jews also weeping, which came to her, he groaned in the spirit and was troubled. Why was he troubled? Jesus is touched with your tears. Think of that. Jesus is touched with your tears. He's not moved by your tears. You can cry all you want and you won't get that miracle. But he is touched by your tears. He, he, he's touched because he loves you. You know? So when we mourn, he was touched by their tears. But, but he was only moved by Martha's faith. See? Faith moves him but, and tears touch him. And he said, when, when, when you have laid him, uh, see, he said, where have you laid him? And they said unto him, Lord, come see. And Jesus wept. That's heavy. So he's not a cold-blooded, uh, you know, miracle-working God. He is, he's, a, he's a love spirit that loves us, and he's also touched by our human weaknesses. 
So always remember, he's touched, you know. He's not moved by it, but he's touched by it. And he will give you what you want as soon as you start believing that he is able, more than able, to turn this around. Okay? Hallelujah. And, and how does he know that, faith, that you have faith? By the way you act. By your actions. You know, if you believe in faith, you see the, the miracle already done, then you don't, you, you don't have no answers. You don't have to worry. You, you know that it's done. No matter how it looks, it's done. Once he sees that for enough time where you pass the test of faith, he'll say, man, I got to work on his behalf. He really believes. Then he, then he has to do it, okay? Hallelujah. So Jesus is touched by your passion, by, by the truth that you, that, you, you know, that you give him, you know? Not by fakey people. So a lot of fakey people that mourn and do things, you know, in the churches and all that, but they're not they're true passion, true love, you know? Then, said, then, then he said to the Jews, Behold how, how, how the Jews saw him and said, Behold how he loved him. And some of them said, Could not this man which opened the eyes of the blind have caused that even this man should not have died? See, there's always the doubters up there, you know. Oh, they saw a miracle, yeah, but, but how come this, he didn't do this? How come he didn't do that, you know? There, people always question God. But it's not his fault, it's our fault because we don't misunderstand, we don't know the truth and how to react to the truth, you know. He will always do what he said he would do. But the doubters over there are always, you know, well, if he, if he opened the blind, couldn't he cause him not to die, you know. But the reason he let him die is because he was going to show them something, see. Hallelujah. There's always a reason why God does what he does. Jesus, therefore, again, groaning to himself, coming to the grave. It was a cave, and a stone lay upon it. Jesus said, take away the stone, Martha. And the sister of him, uh, uh, Martha of him was dead, said, said unto him, Lord, by this time he stinketh, for he had been dead for days. Underline that. How long were you dead? If he was dead for four days, how long were you dead? Did you stink? I was, I was dead for 30 plus years. And yet he raised me from the dead. <laughs> he said, Jesse, come forth. And the real Jesse came forth. I woke up. I was alive. Jesus said unto her, I said not, I said not unto you uh, that, that if, didn't I say unto you that if you would believe it, you should see the glory of God. So here, write that down and write that in your notes. The key to see the glory of God is believe. See, he, didn't I tell you that if you would believe, you would see the glory of God? So the reason some people don't see the glory of God because they don't believe. And some people say they believe, but they really don't believe. Because if they believe, they would do everything that God told us to do. So they say, yeah, I believe in God. I believe in God. I believe in Jesus. But when you start teaching them the basics of, 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 of being a Christian, they say, oh, I, I didn't do that, you know. And that's why money is so important because money is important to the world. They, th they think money is everything. I need money, man. With money, I can do anything. That's not true. 
you know, and that's why God uses money, but you give me the first tenth of your income and then and watch me work. Well, the first test of believing for a believer is, is when, when was the first time you really gave him the first ten and then the first ten of everything you got? When was it? And, and, then, and, then, and then the giving part on top of the tithe, you know, like just offerings, you know, when did you do it? Some people, it took a year or two in church before they did that. I'm including myself. I didn't do it right away. I was questioning, you know, man, I'm making $9 an hour. How, how can I, you know, I mean, if I give them 10, I'm not, it's like I'm, I'm barely enough have to eat, you know, and I have kids already. So I know how it feels, but then uh, thank God that I was close to pastor and he sat next to me and, and trained me and talked to me. And, 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 and through, through understanding and believing and starting acting by faith on the little things, then the big thing started to happen. Yeah. Hallelujah. You know, I was, just, I was just showing Pastor George a letter that I found looking for things that I've been looking for in my office, cleaning things out. I found a letter from, what, 1980, 80-something, 80 86, 87, 87, uh, where I had, uh, I, I, I had, started a company called Partners in Pacing, and, uh, and, and, and I went to John Olsen, I wrote him a letter, I said, you've been my advisor in, in all these years for, for the way I started my own company, I want to hire you as my official consultant and, and pay you X amount of dollars per month and, uh, uh, or per week or something, and he said, and he answered me, you know, Lakewood heading and everything, said, thank you, Jesse, you know, yeah, I would take it, you know, just, you know, just pay me every year on a yearly Instead of monthly or weekly, yearly, and 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 so you know, I didn't know I had done that. I had forgotten that. Well, so I made partners with a man of God that had faith and had taught me how to become rich. You know, but he did, but he did it by by for, by allowing me to believe in the Word of God and do everything the Word of God said, and then the rest comes easy. If you can do that, then the rest is not that hard to do. You know, to believe God for for the best. You know. And that's what he, we, believe, we, we got here. If you only believe, you see the glory of God. Then they took him away. Uh, took him away. Then they took away the stone uh, where he was been dead, lay, lay dead. And Jesus lifted his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you had heard me. So here's another thing. Underline that and learn this. That be, when you pray for something, you first thank him. That's what Jesus did. And he didn't do it. And he, he explains why he did. He said, I didn't have to thank God. God could, I know that I, I have the power to do it. But for your sake, I'm going to tell you how to do it. And he said, he thanked him. Thank you, Father, that you're hearing my prayer today, Father. And then you go on and request your request. But don't just request your request up front, you know. And, and, and that's, if Jesus can thank the Father first, then we should be thanking the Father first. Thank you for my, what I'm believing for my healing today. Thank you in advance that I'm going to ask you and you're going to do it. See? Or whatever you're believing for. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Now, I thank you that you had heard me. Thank you first. Thank him first that you believe that he heard you. And I knew that, I knew that you hear me always, but because of the people who stand by me, I said it so that they believe that you have sent me. And when he had spoken, the, he cried out for the loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And he said, and, 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 he, and he that was dead came forth, 
bound hand and foot with grave clothes, and his face was bound with that napkin. Jesus said unto them, Loose him and let him go. So back then they, they wrapped you like a tomb, you know, with a, like, you know, uh, they wrapped you with wrapping stuff all over your body and your face, and you came, he came out wrapped up. And then they said, Loosen him, you know, and let him go. Hallelujah, you know. So he said, Jesse, come forth. <laughs> and they said, Loosen him. I was, t- I was bound by sin. I was bound by, by habits of alcohol and, and, and smoking and, 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 and watching junk on television and, and movies. And I was bound by sin. And I stunk. But when he said, come out, loosen them, all those clothes of sin had to come out of you. And now that's why you're sitting here on a Wednesday night. Because I'm, t- I'm talking to the choir, you know. But there's a reason why I'm teaching you this tonight. It's a reason, you know, because in, next he says, but some of them, you know, so, so, so he said, come forth. Then, then many of the Jews which came to Mary and had, and had seen the things that Jesus did believed on him. They believed on him because they saw him do it, right? But some of them, not, now that, this is you, underline this. Some of them, that's you and me, went their way. Uh, to the Pharisees and told them, say, told them what that what Jesus had done. So go and tell. So the title of my message tonight is "Go and Tell What You Saw." That's a, you know, that's my whole idea for what I just said. Go and tell. Don't don't sit there. Be quiet. Don't say nothing. When you see a miracle, when you hear a testimony, go and tell. Immediately, find somebody. i got to find somebody tomorrow to tell what I saw last night. That's how you fill the church. That's how you do the evangelistic week. That's how you're going to fill the church next week, by you going to tell. You're going to see some miracles on Monday, Sunday night. You're going to see one. One that you've never seen before. Monday, you're going to see another miracle. And Tuesday, you're going to see another miracle. And Wednesday, you're going to see another miracle. Well, after you see the one Sunday night, on Monday, you should be out going to tell what you saw or how the people want to hear that they can get their miracle if you don't go tell them what you saw. Don't keep it to yourself. So next week, every day, go tell somebody what you saw the night before because you don't have an evangelist come by that, that, that miracles don't follow. Because that's where he's coming, because there's some people need something more than just what you've been believing for. They need a miracle from heaven. Hmm. Go and tell. They told what Jesus had done, and we read in John 12, 17, the people that were there, and they saw Lazarus come out of that grave, continued to tell. They continued to tell. Hmm. That's the message today. We must continue to tell what Jesus has done. We should, we should always tell, be telling it all the time, you know. I mean, people call me and give me testimonies on the phone, and I love it. Because the more they tell me, the more I get excited. You know, don't keep it to yourself. Every time that God does, that's why I call testimonies all the time. That's why I bring you up here. Because I want everybody to see, and then you go tell what you heard. 
I heard Marie's testimony that one time. It 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 touched me because Marie can be in a in a in a in a fog for two years, and and be sitting here whole. Then I have to tell somebody, and in, and it makes me believe. And you know, there's nothing impossible to those that believe. Man, thank you, my father. Faith works. But somebody has to tell. If she hadn't told that, I never, would have never heard that. And you always think, because you hear people, negative people say, oh, that's bad. Oh, this is over for you, you know. We must continue to tell what Jesus has done. In Mark 5, verse 19 in the Living Bible, but Jesus said, no, go home to your friends, he told them, because they wanted to follow him. It's always like, okay, so evangelist Shuttlesworth come or, or any of the men of God that come by, then you immediately you want to go follow them. You know, I'm going to go follow, I'm going to go to their services. I'm going to go to their, their town. I'm going to, you know, they're not, you know, they wanted to follow Jesus. Like he will have this big entourage of people following him. And he said, no, don't follow me. He said, you go home to your friends. He told them, and tell them what wonderful things God has done for you and how merciful he has been. So you got to go tell people. That's our job. Next week, that's our job. And we don't have to go, like, organize, uh, you know, uh, a group of people to go. You do it on your own, too, everywhere. Matter of fact, go down your list of contacts and see who you can tell. I got to tell somebody, you know. Next week, all week, you'll see miracles and you see people get saved and, and, and devils come out. Man, you go tell. I would have never got saved if a lady can't come to work at St. Joseph's and she told me. That she was on drugs and her husband was on drugs and they went to Lakewood and, and this happened, that happened. I looked at her and she looked like an angel. She was white. She was wearing a white thing at the hospital. But she, 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 to me, she was like clean. Like she'd never been touched before. That's what I saw. But no, she, was, she had been in, 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 in all kind of junk with her husband. And, I mean, uh, uh Drug parties and everything else she was telling me. And I said, well, really, you? Yeah, but what happened? We went to Lakewood, and, 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 and the devil came out of us, and we got saved. And then I went <laughs> on a Wednesday night. I said, I got to see this. And then I got saved. And then she quit. She just came just to tell me. And she said that. You know, we're leaving, but, you know, thank God God sent me to St. Joe's just to talk to you. And then the rest is history, you know. I just stuck there for, you know, since 1979. And, 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 and you know, we, we've been in several churches, you know. And we've been teachers for all these years, you know. And, and it all happened because of one person told me. But what if that person kept it to herself and never told anybody? I would have never known. I would have been like everybody else that had been told. Wake up. Matthew 11, 4, 5 in the NLT says, Jesus told him, go back to John and tell him what you have heard and seen. The blind see, the lame walk, 
Those with leprosy are cured. The deaf hear. The dead were raised to life. And the good news is being preached to the poor. That's what we got to go tell. What are you going to tell? Oh, I saw a blind man see. I saw a deaf person hear. I saw a crippled person get out of the wheelchair. Uh, you did? Yeah. I saw a devil come out. People don't believe, man, that the devil come out. Ooh, devils, you know. Yeah. Came out screaming, and the person was set free. That's what you tell. Tell every night what you see. In John chapter 9, we, we see the man that was born blind, and Jesus put mud on his eyes, and, and, and uh, Jesus put mud on his eyes, and, and let him go to the pool of, and told him to go to the pool of, 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 of Salome and watch. In verse 25, after much interrogation, people kept asking him, what, how can you see you were blind? After much interrogation, says, I don't know whether he's a good or a bad person, but I know, all I know this, I was blind and now I see. That's all we got to say. I don't know. I don't know whether it's, uh, that church is good or bad or whatever. All I know is that I came in blind and now I see. I came in bound and now I'm free. I came in sick and now I'm healthy. You know, my mind was clouded up and now it's clear. That's all I know, you know. So you go find out. You don't argue religion. You don't argue my religion is better than your religion. No, you, are, you just say I was blind and now I see. Well, that's all I know that, that, I, that I was blind and now I see. That's all. I don't, I don't want to argue with you. I don't know what, you know. But that, that I do know that I was blind and now I see. Are you getting this? Tell, tell, go and tell. Jesus told us in Matthew 10, 27 in NLT. What I tell you now in darkness, should uh, shout broad and, and when daybreak comes. What I whisper in your ear, shout from the housetops for all to hear. People, not everybody hears this and not everybody sees this. He says what I, what I show you in darkness because you come in and, you, and he shows you to tell you something that he didn't tell somebody else. You're the one that's got to tell. He said what I show you here in privacy, I want you to show people, shout it, you know. When I whisper in your ear, the Holy Ghost whispers in your ear all the time. If you listen to him, then get up on the mountaintop and shout it. Guess what the Holy Ghost told me? Man. I used to hear people say, and maybe you still hear people say, but they don't tell me anymore, but I used to hear people say, well, my faith is pri private and personal. That's what they said. My, my faith is private and personal. I don't tell nobody, you know. It's, it's a private matter between me and God, you know. That's hogwash. That is absolutely hogwash. There, you're, Jesus is not private and personal. He's for everybody to hear. Jesus said, go and tell. And I will give you more and more. Can you hear that? He said, if you go and tell, I'll give you more. If you, no one can hear if you don't tell them. Matthew 28, 9 to 10 in the Living Bible. And as they were running, suddenly, everybody say suddenly, Jesus was there in front of them. Imagine yourself running. 
going out for, I'm going to go out for a run right now. And then suddenly, Jesus standing in front of you. <laughs> That's right, you know. Man. But he does that every day. If you don't understand, you might be going somewhere. Jesus is suddenly there. If you open your ears, he's always there. You're in the car by yourself and you're going on the freeway. Suddenly, he's there. Whoa. When you, when you keep praying in the Holy Ghost, he shows up. Right suddenly, he's there talking to you. And he says, good morning. Hmm? You got up at 6 o'clock this morning, got to drive in downtown, and, and suddenly he's sitting next to me and said, good morning. <laughs> Woo! Good morning, Lord Jesus. <laughs> you have to be aware of his presence. Don't just be just, just, just focus on what's going to happen today. All, whatever's going to happen, if the Holy Ghost is with you, it's going to be good. It don't matter what it is, it's going to be good. It's going to be his will because he's with you. Then Jesus said to them, don't be frightened. Go tell my brothers that to leave at once for Galilee to meet me there. He always has something to tell you. You know, maybe go tell your brother or your sister that's having problems to meet you at church tonight. Maybe tell your boss or your friend, hey, man, I saw a miracle last night. And I know that you've been telling me that you're hurting, you know. Well, why don't you come with me and get your miracle tonight? And so Jesus suddenly appears to you, says, good morning. Why don't you go tell so-and-so? Because that's what we should be thinking about, focusing on who's hurting. Who needs this? Then Jesus told them, don't be frightened. Go tell. He was so good to let us in on, a, on, on the secrets of the kingdom. He permitted you and I to understand the secrets of his kingdom. What, what an honor. Then we must share and tell because we are blessed. Amen. We have to share. The, he gave us secrets. Not everybody hears what you hear here. You know, I mean, you can go to religious, religious churches and they don't hear this. They hear some message of, you know, coming out of a man or a woman or a person, not coming out of the Word of God. You don't hear nothing but the Word of God tonight. I fill in a few blanks, but that's all word, all word, all word. That's the food. Matthew 13, 11 in NLT. He replied, you are permitted to understand the secrets of the kingdom of heaven, but others are not. Man, I'm so happy that he picked me and not everybody else. I've been saying that for years. Thank you, Jesus, that you picked me. And not everybody else to tell them what you've told me so far. And you picked me to represent you and your kingdom. And you showed me the secrets of finances, the secret of health, the secrets of, as, as I get older, how to cope with that. The secrets of, you know, I've been doing this since 1979 or 73, I think. And that's a long time. You know, thank you, Jesus, that you showed me how to, how to, how to, how to stay Focus in your word. Thank you, Father, that you picked me. There's a lot of people out there that are, that you, I see them at the hospitals because I work in hospitals. I see them uh, every day. They, they, don't, they have no idea who God is. No idea. They're in crutches, wheelchairs, 
they, they, they tell, the first thing out of their mouth is, I, I have this and I have that and, you know. Not everyone understands the Word of God. So don't take it for granted. Don't ever take it for granted. Man, keep thanking him, man. Thank you, Jesus. You're showing me things that I, my relatives don't know. And nobody ever told me what I'm learning today. The Word of God. Continue to thank him that he chose you to represent him. It's an honor to be chosen by God himself, the creator of heaven and earth, to represent him and tell someone else about him. Matthew 13, 17 in the, in the NLT. I'll tell you the truth. Many prophets and righteous people long to see what you see. But they didn't see. And they long to hear what you hear, but they didn't hear it. And he's talking about many prophets and good people, right? Standing with God, people didn't hear what you hear. Because revelation comes all the time. I mean, the men of old got revelation, but they didn't stay with them. It's, it's continually coming to us. And we have to take the baton and go with it. Because revelation will come to us that did not come to them. And say, many wish they could have heard what I'm telling you today. But as the world changes, Jesus never changes. But he, but he teaches you how to cope with the world today. Not the world in 1939, but the world today. What's out there today? He teaches you how to, how to defeat the devil today. The devil has come up with a whole bunch of new tricks that he didn't do to, the, to our, back in the early 40s or whenever all those men of God were, were walking around. The devil now is becoming a lot more slicker and sharper, and we have to stay ahead of the game. All this new technology, all this stuff, some, some is good, but some can be bad. Hallelujah. Are you listening? Yes. When I was in Israel, Martha and I went to Israel on a trip, and they, they, we had a tour guide, and he'd take us around. Uh, I told, and, you know, I, met a, I told what I know from Revelation to a couple of Muslim young men and a couple of, uh, uh, a couple of Orthodox Christians. They were sitting there, and I was telling them about what I knew about Jesus and all that. And 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 uh, and what I had seen, I told them what I had seen back and miracles and all that. They got excited. They never had heard that in Israel. I mean, every wherever you go, you tell people they don't take for. I don't care if they're Muslim or they're uh, Orthodox Jews or what they are. You tell them anyway because they probably never heard that. In Romans ten fourteen seventeen in the message. But how can people call for help if they don't know who to trust? And how can they know who to trust if they haven't heard of the one who can be trusted? And how can they hear if nobody tells them? See? I mean, he's, he's telling us, you need to be the one to tell them. Because a lot of people don't trust preachers. And a lot of people have been burned by preachers and religion. And then when you come in, they say, oh, not again. No, but once you tell them about what happened to you, 
how you were dead and now you're alive. What you used to do and what you don't do anymore and what people around, friends of yours, the church and miracles, then they start, oh, maybe I can trust this person. Because the other people told me all about God, but they never showed me God. And how is anyone going to tell them unless someone is sent to do it? That's, the scripture, that's why the scripture exclaims, a sight to, to take your breath away. Grand procession of people telling all the good things of God. But not everybody's ready for this. Ready to see and hear and act. Isaiah, Isaiah asked what we, what, we all ask and what we all ask at one time or another. Does anyone care? God? He's asking God, does anyone care? Is anyone listening and believing a word of it? The point is before you trust, you have to listen. But unless Christ's word is preached, there's nothing to listen to. You hear that? Most people talk about movies and, and, and things they heard and things they seen, but that don't mean nothing. It's what about the word of God? If Jesus is not preached, there's nothing to hear. And, and, and as you get older, you understand that. As you, get, as, you, as you want use of God more, you understand it. I'm like that at home. I don't want to hear about no programs. I don't want to hear about no, you know, basketball games. I don't want to hear, you know, nothing. I mean, it's just that I don't want to hear it. If it's not the word of God, I don't want to hear it. There's nothing to hear. But there was a time when I was, that's all I was into, you know, just like everybody else. But, but as you grow in the spirit, you start understanding that, hey, I got to cut myself loose and I got to get more food because it's, it's, it's exciting, you know. Hallelujah. Are you still listening? We must tell it, preach it, demonstrate it. Don't ever argue scripture. Never argue scripture. Just show and tell in love. Show and tell in love. I'm not going to argue. I'm just, all I know is that I was once dead, now I'm alive. All I know is that I was blind, now I see. All I know that at once I was poor and now I'm rich. I, I, I don't want to argue scripture. You know, I mean, just, just come to my church and you'll find out how it happened. Because that, that's what they taught me, you know. Love does it all for you. Do it in love. Let me tell you another story from Israel. Because, I, I, you know, when you get older, you have all these stories, right? <laughs> We're walking in Israel with a guide and a young Muslim man started yelling and screaming at our guide because he's Christians and he's showing us Israel from a Christian perspective and they're Muslim there, right? And, and they were like cursing him and yelling at him. And, and my guide just kept walking. And, and so, but I did not stop. And I walked over to the young man and I told him, God is love, brother, and I love you. Give me a hug. And he did. With tears running down his face, then I asked, Will you, would you let me pray for you? And he said, yes. A Muslim man that was screaming ugly things at our guide. He broke because love breaks the yoke. I just boldly walked up to him, and he woke because Jesus is in me. And I was bold enough to tell him, let me hug you, brother. You know, I love you. Can I pray for you? And he said, yes, and he started crying. Because he'd never seen a real Christian. Just people that go tour in, in Israel that call themselves Christians. But a real Christian walks over to a person and talks to him. 
He broke. Are you with me? Everyone talks about love, but few walk in love. Second John, Second John 6 in the Amplified. And this is love, that we walk in accordance with his commandments and are guided continuously by his precepts. This is the commandments, just as you have heard from the beginning, that you should always walk in love. Everybody say, walk in love. Underline that. Let me put it in a simple way. Ready? God tells us that love is keeping his commandments. Some people think love is like, uh, you know, I got a huggy, kissy, you know, huggy, kissy, you know. <laughs> love is keeping his word. You keep his word, love comes in you. You keep his word, you become love. It's, just, it's funny how it turns into love by keeping what he told her to do. God has, God has done even more than just to find love for us. He has given us instructions so we can know how, love, uh, how to love as he loves, by giving us his word. God has given us his love manual. Here, this is my love manual. I wrote it just for you in black and white. <laughs> All we have to do is follow it, obey it, and you will be walking in love. And love will be walking in you. You obey it, you eat it, you abide in it, and he abides in you. So love will be walking in you. You don't have to make yourself love. It automatically comes out. But you have to put that word in first. Come on, get excited. Amen. The first thing he asks us to do is to make Jesus Christ the Lord of our life. See, that's the first thing. So when you tell people, if you haven't made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life, then today is the day. I mean, I'm telling you. I got a granddaughter. This I, I talked about her last time. She's in, in University of Alabama. Her name is Danielle. And she's been calling me every day, sending me a message. Grandpa, I love Jesus so much. I mean, Jesus has changed my life, you know. And he said, I've got to tell you a testimony. I said, what happened? Last night, she said, she called me yesterday. Last night, me and my friend went to pick up a friend from our dorm, and she had gotten drunk. And she was drunk and, 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 and didn't, you know, didn't, didn't know how to get back, and we went and picked her up. And so I brought her in my dorm. And I, and I started talking to her about Jesus. And, and I started to ask her if she wanted to pray with me. And, and she said, yes. She started crying. And I led her to the Lord, Grandpa, in my dorm last night. And, and, and she just wept. And she, you know, I mean, wow. I started crying myself on the phone. Man, one of my grandkids is, that, is doing that right now in college. Instead of being like just regular college students, she's, she's actually doing that. And she said, I can't wait to come home so I can come to your church. She's coming home, I think, when, on vacation pretty soon. She said, I can't wait to come. You know, I just love Jesus so much. She wouldn't get off the phone. I love Jesus so much, Grandpa. I mean, I'm like over here weeping myself, you know. Wow. That's love. Man. But she's in the Word. She says, I read the Word. Every, every chance I get, I'm in the Word. And that's what we got to do. Leave the, we got to read the instruction manual every day. 
And then at that point, when we accept Jesus Christ, make him our Lord, then, he, then love comes to live in us. And now we got to feed our spirit with the word. That love will remain hidden within you. That unless you take action, though, you heard Pastor Sandy say this, unless you take action, it remains hidden in you. I mean, you can get saved, you can get a spirit born, and, and you don't take any more action. You, you, you got a spirit in it, but it's not, it's just there, you know. Love walks, love works just like faith. Did you know that? Love works just like faith. Faith is born in us when we are begotten of God, but until we begin to act on God's word, the powerful force lies dormant. He gives us a portion of faith, then we get saved. But until we take action with that faith, it just lays there dormant. So there's a lot of people that have made Jesus the Lord of their life. They do profess to be Christians, but they've never put took action. So that faith is just sitting there. And love is the same way. You can, be, you can have love in you, but if you don't put action to that love, it just sits in there. It's dormant. doesn't do anything. The love of God works the same way. So listen closely. Take a deep breath. Listen close. I'm going too fast. <laughs> I get excited, man. I'm just <laughs> you can have the love of God abiding within you and still be unable to allow it to work through you to reach other people. See? So, so you, 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 you're not saying that most people that go to church get saved don't have love. But they do have love, but they haven't done anything with it, so it stays in there. It doesn't you don't exercise it, and it's, and so that you can't reach no one with that kind of love. You only reach people with action behind your love. That's why I said go and tell, because as you're telling, they see the love of you and the excitement, and when they do receive, you get all excited, and then love just pours out of you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Like faith, love becomes active through knowledge of the word. There you go again. Love and faith work the same way. It, they became active through knowledge of the word. Knowledge. Remember Hosea 4.6? I said all the time, my people perish for lack of knowledge. And see, most Christians perish for lack of knowledge. They're Christians. They got saved, but they never acted on it, and they never fed their spirit, and, and they didn't have no knowledge of God's word, so they didn't do anything with it, so they just laid there. And that's not what God wants. God wants us to exercise that faith and that love and go out and reach the world. Preach the gospel to everybody and tell people, and it's, it's very easy to tell people just what you saw. You know, I saw Stephen over there. He's not here today. He touched me because I saw him the first time he came. And he wouldn't even talk to me. And then now he loves me. He hugs me every time, man. He done, then he wants me to dance with him and everything. Man, what, what, what happened to him? The love of God just came, and he puts action to it every day. He comes, he goes around shaking hands and hugging people. And that's, you know, he's putting action to it. But he could have got saved and just sit there. Some people get saved and just sit there. You know, that they have to, once they start exercising, it, it feels good. And then, man, I got to do more of this, you know. I mean, I'm preaching to the choir. A lot of you guys, especially the men here, they all love each other. I see them, you know. <laughs> and they exercise it, you know. They're always hugging, you know. 
Other, <laughs> but knowledge of the word is a is a must. Wow. <laughs> it always goes back to that knowledge, knowledge, knowledge. That's why you come Wednesday night, Sunday morning, Sunday night to learn, to learn, to learn. Man, we got we the Power Love Church got the best knowledgeable people in in Houston. Man, thank God he took he took two uh, a couple two couples from from uh, from nowhere and we started with with the family members and and now look at what you know we're reaching we're reaching big more people than bigger churches because we started exercising telling 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 telling. So what's the lesson tonight? Go and tell. Hallelujah. See, you ever say, what did you learn Wednesday night? Go and tell. Are you ready to listen? <laughs> I have to tell you. That was my assignment. And I have to bring you with me Sunday. And I have to bring you with me Monday. And, you know, then on Monday you tell somebody, bring them Tuesday. And th- that might be the miracle that we tell about on Wednesday. The one you brought Tuesday. <laughs> Man. Hallelujah. Go and tell what he has done for you. Go and tell what, what you saw him do. You don't have to be a, a scholar. You don't have to, you know, know every word in the Bible. All you have to do is say, I was blind, but now I see. That's it. You don't have to say what scripture, what verse, and what nothing. You don't have to prove to me that I know the word. Not just, I was blind, and now I see. Uh, you know. I was dead and now I'm alive. You know, and they said, Man, I want some with you, God. Okay, let's go with me, you know. I was lost, but now I'm found. Man, I was sick and now I'm healed. I was dead, but now I'm alive. When people hear those, they don't never heard it before, man. Man, you're a fanatic. No, I'm not a fanatic, I'm just alive, you know. Give me a hug, brother, and they go like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> the apostle Paul told us told, told the church and that's us right in Philippians 1 9 in the King James I know you're writing all the scriptures down so you can study them on your own hallelujah and this I pray that your love may abound yet more and more in the knowledge and in all judgment this I pray that your love, see, will abound. Because he knows that knowledge without love that means nothing. But love rises and then knowledge comes, means everything. And judgments, because once you once you have knowledge and love, you make the right decisions. The right judgments. What does that mean? It's telling us. That the love of God is released in your life by acting on the knowledge of God's word. How simple is that? The love of God is released in your life by acting on the knowledge of God's word. Man, you should write that down, you know. That's how easy it is. (laughs) If you have no knowledge, how can you act on it? See? But by acting on on that knowledge, then love, that's how love works. So take notes. Without revelation, knowledge, followed by action, love lies undeveloped and selfishness. 
Selfishness will continue to reign supreme in your life. The opposite of love is selfishness. Everything for me, nothing for that, man. What, what's in it for me? You know? But love is, doesn't think what's in it for me. Love thinks what's in it for you. I prepared my lessons for you. I asked God, what, to, what should I teach you? And I knew the evangelist coming. I'm going to, whoa, this is great. Uh, go and tell. You know, for you. And that everything you do, do it for someone else. That's how you get blessed. Man, selfishness is not, do it all for me. I mean, what, what, are they going to give me a gift when I go, you know? <laughs> that, that's why we say we're going to give gifts because most people react to gifts more than they, you know, would you like to come and then you can give. No, I ain't going to give, you know. <laughs> Hallelujah. Even though you are a new creature, on that, on that side note, you know, if you have not received Here's another. This is important, right? This is important. Even though you were born again, if you have not received the baptism in the Holy Ghost, forget it. Because all that I just taught you takes the Holy Spirit to put action to you. The Holy Spirit has to be in there to make you do that. And that means get baptized in the Holy Ghost. Some people don't know what that is. All it is is ask the Holy Spirit to come in you. Jesus already came in you. Now the Holy Spirit come in you. And now you have the power of the Holy Ghost mixed with love, and that puts action to it. So you have to have that. You know, if you don't have it, ask us, how can I get full of the Holy Ghost? You know, I think most people here have it. And, and then uh, how can you get revelation knowledge? Because revelation knowledge comes from the Holy Ghost. He's our teacher. And you, your spirit of Jesus in you, grows as you feed the word, but he doesn't get revelation. The Holy Spirit brings revelation. Hallelujah. But, but love is the driving force of faith. So if you said, I'm going to have faith, but love drives faith. Without love, you can't have faith, you know. Galatians 5, 6 tells us that faith works through love or by love. And listen to this. Answered prayer is almost an impossibility when a believer steps out of love. When a believer steps out of love, it's hard for God to answer your prayers and refuses to forgive. That's stepping out of love when you know you have to forgive someone, but you haven't forgiven them. Okay? Then, you're, then that's not walking in love. And answered prayer is an impossibility if you don't forgive. And a lot of people need to forgive somebody, you know, or, 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 or is in strife with his brother. Who's learning something tonight? You know, the, the love chapter in the Bible, who knows where, you know where to find the love chapter? Only one hand? First Corinthians 13, that's your love chapter. So 1 Corinthians 13 says, you can read all about what love is there, you know. The love chapter tells us that tongues are just noise if there's no love. You can speak in tongues all day long, and, but if you haven't forgiven somebody and you're not walking in love, it's just noise. A person might have the gift of prophecy or understanding all knowledge. Or has enough faith to move mountains, but has no love. 
He's nothing. He just thinks he is. If he gives all he has to the poor, even sacrifices his life, but has no love of God, he gains nothing. Nada. So we have to wake up and learn because without love, our giving will not work. So all the offers that we're taking in this church, if you don't have love, they won't work. So learn the love chapter. Learn how faith works. Learn how love grows and give with love. But you're excited, you know. I mean, I got to use myself as an example, not that I brag on myself, but this is about how I do things. I wrote my ties every time I get it. I write my ties in, uh, on a check form. Uh, well, I don't have my checks right now, so I think I did the credit card today. But, but I do it in my desk. The minute I get it, I take 10% and put it on the side. And it's already there. In the next service, I just put it in my notebook and bring it. You know, right away. I don't wait till I get here and then start calculating, see how much did I make last week. No. I do it right there on my, I have a, man, a, a book there, and what I make, then I take 10%, and I write the check, and I put it on the side, and it says the Power of Love Church, and I'm looking at it, and next time I go to church, I pick it up, bring it. See? And I talk to God right there on the spot. I'm doing what you told me to do, God. I'm, this is the first 10%. You know? Hallelujah. With love. Hmm. We have to wake up and learn because without love, our giving will not work. Tongues and prophecy will not work. Faith will fail. Knowledge will be unfruitful. All the truths you have learned from God's word works by love. Everything you ever learned by God and out of God's word works by love. Everything. We must live the love of God. Are you really getting it? Hallelujah. Say, I can do it. <laughs> Because I'm a love creature. I'm created to love. Man, just tell people, go to your husband or your wife tonight and say, hey, I'm a love creature. You know, I, I, was, I was created to love. But don't tell nobody else. I'm talking about your wife, your wife at, and when you get to home and you close the door and say, guess what, babe? I am a love creature. I was created to love. And God gave you so I could love on Don't forget, God recreated our spirit in the image of love. <laughs> so let me close with this. Let me close with this. <laughs> I like to teach you guys because y'all are very receptive. Let's see if everybody's smiling. Now I'm going to call you up. I'm going to lay hands on you. <laughs> Hey, uh, so, so nine, Job, Job 9.1 in the Amplified. Job 1.9 in the Amplified. Behold, he, pass, he passes by me, and I do not see him. He moves past me, but I do not perceive him. Now, that happens to a lot of Christians. You know, but here's the reason, because you got to understand the Word of God. You know what perceive him means in that right there? Perceiving means pick up his sense or pick up his scent. So he walks by me, but I don't pick up his scent. So in order for you to be a successful Christian or successful preacher or, or teacher or evangelist or whatever, you have to be able to pick up his scent. 
Because when he's standing next to you, you have to know that he's standing next to you to heal, to set people free. You pick up his scent, but a lot of people don't pick up his scent, and he walks by me, and I don't pick up his scent. He walks by me, and I don't sense him. You should, you know, something should, I get chills on my arms when I feel the Holy Ghost. There's a sign that, oh, he's here. He's, and he is here right now. Man, I'm feeling it, you know. <laughs> you pick up his scent, you know. You perceive, you sense, you feel. Thousands of Christians can say, can say this like Job. Thousands of Christians can say what Job said. Everyone wants to be used of God, but do not recognize his presence or his guidance. See? The Lord is so near, yet they perceive him not. So that's the key. You have to learn how to perceive the Holy But you got to stay quiet. You got to stay humble. And you got to stay reverent. You know? And, and you got to ask him, show me when you're close to me. And I don't mean he's living in you, yes. I'm, I'm talking about the power of the Holy Ghost, the gift, you know, the one that comes on you to do more than just live a, a, a clean life, you know, but help other people. In short, we have to walk in love, guided by love, and always follow love. Don't forget this. There are only three, two forces in this world, two forces, fear and love. Fear brings terror, dread, sickness, sorrow, trouble, anxiety. But the flow of love brings life and health and peace. Allow love to go to the door. Allow, allow love to go to the door to open it and command fear. Go out. Just open the door to your life. Say, fear, leave. I have no fear. Hmm. Tonight, allow fear to leave. And if, you, if, if you're haunted with anything like that, anything that I said tonight, come up to the altar. I mean, take my hand out. Fear will leave you. Tonight, if you haven't given uh, Jesus the Lord of uh, made him the Lord of your life, tonight, come up here and Get my hand and take them. If you, if you don't know what the baptism of the Holy Ghost in tonight, come up here and receive it. That's what the Holy Ghost is all about. And when he teaches the word of God is to touch lives. So if you need anything tonight, just come right now. You don't have to wait till an altar call. You just come up here and just tell me what you need. Let me, let me pray for you.